Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For all things, for all things KC, for everything Chiefs. It's always, it's always game day in Kansas City. Now, here's your host, Kayla Kinnearum and Cody Tapp. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. As a friendly reminder, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. Welcome. I am your host, Kayla Canaram. Joining me is my co-host, Cody Tapp, and our producer, Nick Schwert. The divisional round is over. We now know the Chiefs will be facing the Bengals. There is so much to get to, including Mahomes' ankle. We're going to get to all of it, but guys, it is the Chiefs-Bengals, as I said, for another chance at the Super Bowl for the second straight year at Arrowhead. How do we feel right away about this matchup? I think once the Bills signed Von Miller, we were all just ready to pencil in Chiefs Bills. And I was too. But even on our show this week, the more I was ready for this game and I watched the way the Bills were playing, it was always going to be Chiefs Cincinnati. Apparently, that's the matchup we should have been giving way more credence to versus Chief, Chiefs Bills over the last couple of years because now for the second consecutive year, this is a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Either Cincinnati will be going to their second consecutive Super Bowl, something we lauded Kansas City for being able to do, or the Chiefs will be going to their third Super Bowl in four years, which is an incredible run in its own right, especially considering they're hosting their fifth straight AFC title game. My initial thoughts are, shit, uh, <laughs> I would have preferred the Bills. Like, you watch those two teams and you can't tell me that neutral site Bills wouldn't have been better than the Chiefs getting to play at Arrowhead, but against that team. Like, there's just no way that the better result wasn't Buffalo winning. But the good news is the Chiefs are the Chiefs. They have been in five straight AFC title games. They win this game. They will go to those Super Bowls. So I don't think they fear teams. I don't think they fear Cincinnati, even though they've gotten in three straight times. But I mean, obviously, my initial reaction is, sure wish the Bills would have snuck one out because they were the worst team maybe this whole time. Yeah, which is crazy to say because it was. this is really the first time where I think we can collectively look at the Bengals and say, okay, you might be the best team in the NFL or you might be the best team in the AFC. For the longest time, it was the Bills because the Bills have had stretches during the regular season where they were like, okay, this might be the best team, right? They're, they'll go on long winning streaks. The Bengals, for two straight years, had slow starts to the season. And for whatever reason, we have this sort of tendency to – talk all year about how all that matters is what happens in the postseason. Yet when you're going through the mundane day by day, week by week stuff, you do get sort of sucked into the regular season storylines. And the Bengals have never had that great regular season storyline. They just finished so strong for two straight years. But this is the first time that I've really sort of sat back and said, okay, like these are the two teams that we should really be paying attention to. And I'm not completely dismissing Buffalo, and I'm sure we can get into sort of their story a little bit later, but you look at the trajectory of those franchises, and Buffalo now is, you, you hate to say the window is closing, but when you compare it to what the Bengals have done with all of these young players, most of whom they haven't given out these massive contracts to, you do sort of look at them as maybe the the more realistic contemporary 
to the Chiefs because look at what they've done the last two years, and I don't think they're going anywhere. And now you have this game, this massive game that feels like this is your opportunity to sort of create this rivalry. But if you don't, if you don't win this game, if you're Kansas City, there is a massive amount of anxiety that starts to seep in about, okay, now that's four games, two of them in the AFC Championship game, both of them at Arrowhead. Are you ever going to be able to topple this team or will this just be your kryptonite? All of those storylines are going to be you know, discussed ad nauseum over the next seven days, which is fantastic because it's as good of a storyline as you could have created in terms of this marquee matchup in the AFC Championship game. It definitely starting to feel like I know that we you, again the Super Bowl totals you have to just take that part out of it for just a minute. I'm just talking about the guys that are in the game all the time. It feels Brady Manning now, right? I mean, what these guys are just going to face each other in every AFC title game, have to face each other every regular season because they both have first place schedules. This is like the NFL's marquee game every year now. Like whenever Chiefs Bengals is next year because they do play each other and it's at Arrowhead again. Well, you can just assume that's Sunday night, Monday night football, whatever, right? Maybe they'll put that one in, in Germany to try to sell as many tickets as possible to that. But this is going to be one of the NFL's absolute key pieces for the rest of this. And yeah, I don't I don't like that it's Cincinnati. Like, I think the closer we got to the game, the more we realize this. And, and Cincinnati, I had to, Buffalo, I had talked to myself into, okay, if they're, as, if they're as good as the Chiefs, they're only as good as the Chiefs. They're either as good or worse. That's how I felt about Buffalo these last few weeks. Cincinnati is either as good as the Chiefs or better because their roster is really good and incredibly deep. And Spags has had his worst games against that offense because of how good they are. And they clearly have a killer at quarterback who will put the knife in, right? Like we've talked about that. Like, I don't think Justin Herbert has that. Joe Burrow clearly does. And so that part of it is going to make this matchup scary. I am still glad it's at home, even though I would rather play Buffalo on the neutral side. Playing at home does still have a factor for me here and will play some fact. And, you know, and then we'll get into the ankle stuff, like, and how much that will be there. But, you know, like some of the stuff, like, I'll give this. Great teams are really good about creating falsehoods about themselves to give themselves confidence. Like uh, Joe Burrow, in post game today, was like, hope they got those refunds for everybody who was talking about what would happen if the NFL had to go to a neutral site and we played this game in there. But they were selling tickets at the same time for Cincinnati and Jacksonville because that's what you have to do. Like, you have to have planning in order to do it. So, of course, the Chiefs were selling tickets to a possible AFC title game. They were selling the ones for the Bengals game, too. They were selling Chiefs-Bengals, and they were selling Buffalo-Kansas City. But Cincinnati took that little storyline, and they said, they don't, they don't even take us serious. They don't take us serious. We were just in the Super Bowl, but and that's they so, used but, that. Smart. But don't you think there's some truth to that? Don't you think that it's not that we weren't For the whole year, I agree. I think we gave Josh Allen more credit for losing to Patrick Mahomes than we did Joe Burrow for winning during the regular season this year. Yeah. Is this where well, I say I told you so? Go ahead, wait, Nick. Wait, which part? Which part are you telling us? You, did you tell us about? Hi, I called Bengals Chiefs yeah. at Arrowhead AFC Championship game. Oh, the, I, I saw this you... coming. It's on video. Uh, Let the record I, show. I do I do vaguely remember making some uh, AFC Championship game predictions. I don't remember who picked who. And that's really not what matters here. <laughs> so let's not go down that road. While I was happy that I was right in my pick, as I was watching this game go on and on, I was like, well, crap. 
this actually scares me a lot, but I do like that it's at home. I do like we're going to get another shot at the Bengals, but this is a scary team. Doesn't it almost feel right, though? Doesn't it feel like this yeah. is the right matchup? Like you, yes. If you're the Chiefs, like for, I, I was with a, a buddy uh, this weekend who's a Cowboys fan, and it's super funny to like juxtapose those two franchises. The Cowboys feel like they're relevant every year and seemingly never live up to expectations. But he said, like, do you even care? That you're going to the AFC Championship game for the fifth straight year. <laughs> like, do you even know what you guys have? And I was like, no, I care, but I also feel very fortunate. I feel I feel fortunate the way that things shook out for the Chiefs this year. Not to say that they were gifted anything, but I, I mean, with the way that the last three weeks have shaken out, the Chiefs couldn't have come out much better from the perspective of you were gifted basically the one seed. I don't think that's a stretch to say. You were given the one seed based off unforeseen circumstances. You had to play a nine and eight Jaguars team to go to the AFC championship game and didn't have to face both of your biggest yeah. competitions to get there. And so now it, it does seem almost fair in that in order to get to the Super Bowl, you have to go through a team that has beaten you three consecutive times and ended your season last year. Like that feels very justified in that if the Chiefs do end up getting to the Super Bowl, we won't talk about like, oh, well, no. look at how fortunate you were. No, you had to go take down this team that has owned you for the last two years. Does it does it make you guys feel better or worse? So they've lost three straight. That sucks. We know that. That's a problem. In all three of those games that they had a double digit lead at half, like they were up. They were up in all yeah. those games. Like. Like in a weird way, it makes me feel a little bit like it make it should make me feel worse, but it makes me feel better because I'm like, oh no, I feel worse. I okay, feel, so I like, definitely feel worse. It's because like, in that in that I won't, I will never feel good during this game. Yeah, I I don't care if the yeah. Chiefs get a twentieth to nothing. I won't feel good until the clock hits zero and the Chiefs win and the confetti starts falling. At yeah. no point will I say like finally they're back until yeah. that game is over and the Chiefs won. Because they had a double digit lead in all those games, they blew it all three times in this last one, right in the regular season game. They are one super uncharacteristic Travis Kelsey fumble away from winning it. But it does seem like for whatever reason against that team, the Chiefs uh, a bit cursed. Not totally, but it's like in those games, things happen that seemingly always end up with Cincinnati on top. Because again, they've had a big lead, like a double digit lead around halftime in all three of those games. And so it's like, to, to even think that that's like that they've blown all three. That's the part, Nick. You're right. If they had a big lead in all three and blew two, you'd be like, ah, so what? Weird, right? But the fact that they lost all three is like, I don't, how? How is it that you were consistently getting on top of this team, but never putting them away? Like Cincinnati put Buffalo away. They never let them back in that game after they got that double-digit lead today. And so I just, I think I'd like to see that. By the way, the early Vegas line was like two and a half. The Chiefs a favorite down to like one already. It's going to be pick them probably by the time kickoff goes, maybe depending on the injury. Jay Glazer in pregame today did say that um, uh, Mahomes is already feeling better than he thought because all great quarterbacks, as we know, are essentially also Wolverine. They're like part Wolverine because it's always like Brett Favre has different ligaments and like Mahomes apparently the same way. <laughs> Two thoughts, guys. After the game today, do we feel more validated in having the number one seed? Because I think Cincinnati would have beat yeah. Buffalo. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Giving now, us the one honestly. seat anyway. It doesn't matter, but I think that that helps with. Well, you mean like how? Do you well, mean it like how that... bad that they beat them? Like yeah. the fact that the game was never competitive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and they were moving the ball like that against Buffalo the last time. The good news is it didn't affect Cincinnati. If anything, it gave them motivation because the Chiefs won out the rest of their schedule. 
Wouldn't matter what happened in that game. They would have been the number one seed against Cincinnati, even if Cincinnati was the two. Maybe they got robbed of a home game. Doesn't matter. They kicked the Bills' ass. So maybe you lost out on some ticket revenue if you're the owner. But as far as the team is concerned, this is the exact place you were going to end up eventually anyway. Playing at Arrowhead for that. I mean, I really can't, like, the weight, and I, I'd have to go back, and Nick, and I'm sure we'll do some research throughout the week and all this, but I can't remember any time teams facing for their second consecutive AFC title game where one guy's got a chance to go to three Super Bowls in four years and the other guy has a chance to go to back-to-back. Like, that is so much weight on one game between these two teams. That 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 in its own right, just that stat, is wild enough to think about. That like, okay, Mahomes wins this, and he's going to be like, well, I put the, bill, the Bengals behind my rearview mirror, and I'll be going to my third Super Bowl in four years, which means if they win this Super Bowl, you're going to have the whole dynasty conversation again. Well, Five you know straight AFC title games, three Super Bowls in four years appearances, two Super Bowl wins, and it'll be like, well, whatever they do in 2023 is going to determine that. You know what's be- what's beautiful about it is that no matter what happens in the game on Sunday, it won't do anything to this new Chiefs no. Bill or Chiefs Bengals. Right, that will be here for the long haul because even if the Chiefs win, the Bengals will still say, "Okay, well, we're three and one against you in the last two years. We're one and one against you in AFC Championship games." So it's not as though going into 2023 that rivalry won't still carry the same weight it does. Like that's the coolest thing is. We're just now starting on this sort of idea that this is going to be a mainstay sort of grudge match in the AFC every single year. And that's awesome. It is kind of crazy that it took it took two years, but Josh Allen no longer gets to be a part of this conversation mm-hmm. for a bit. The whole like we do battle grudge match stuff would be like, cool, Josh, you can win one regular season game against the Chiefs. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Josh Allen beats the Chiefs in the regular season next year. You know which I care, Nick? None. It's not matter. It's not the problem I'm worried about. Well, it's weird because, you know, Aaron Rodgers has had this sort of thing following him. Drew Brees had this thing following him where, now those guys banked one early, right? Yeah. They had Super Bowls in the can, but every year they're sort of being tossed around as like best quarterback in the NFL, MVP candidate, one seed, but you're never getting it done in the postseason. And, Fair or unfair, right? Because Allen was so great in the postseason last year. You saw a dud from him on Sunday. And that's going to follow him for a while until he gets to the Super Bowl and wins one. And that's just the way it works in the NFL. You can go from being like the darling to the, oh, there's a glaring hole in your resume like that. And that's what just happened to Josh well, Allen. And Josh and Josh Allen's cap hit goes from $14 million this year to 44 So it's... <laughs> Like, it didn't just get easier. Like, it got infinitely harder. He's owed $30 million more. Look, Joe Burrow can write himself a blank check. Um, Obviously, can write himself a blank check this offseason. Even as you pointed out, Nick, if they lose this AFC title game. Because he's just going to be like the, the comment he made a week ago, which was, they're like, hey, what about this window for your team to succeed? He's like, I'm the quarterback. Every year is the window. He's not wrong. He's been the starting quarterback for three years. The first year he got hurt. The the next two years, he was in the AFC title game. Now, what's wild about this too, of course, is Patrick Mahomes has been the Chiefs quarterback for five years. And my kid's six years old, and they don't know anything, six and four, they don't know anything outside of hosting the AFC title game. He's been the starting quarterback for five years, and they've hosted the AFC title game all five of those years. 
Guys, with all of this said, which I think we've already answered it, does that mean the end of the Bills threat for KC? For now, yeah. Again, they can beat them in the regular season. Cool. Um, they are officially in proven mode. They, for back-to-back years, Nick, have not even made the AFC title game. So it's nice that you have one of the best quarterbacks in the league and that you are one of the best teams. You don't belong in this conversation. This is a two-team conversation in the AFC. Yeah, I, I still think I'm not going to completely go to the the area of, like, I, I don't respect this team at all. Like they're still a really good football team. You're right. There will be this this sidebar conversation about, like, what you just said, Cody, which is if you can't do it in the postseason, then I don't really care what you do to us in the regular season. But I don't expect them to fall by the wayside, right? They're still going to be amongst yeah. the top. The Bills are going to start next season third or fourth in Super Bowl odds. So I'm not going to act like they're nobody, but there is, I mean, we do this. Like you have to do it in the postseason, or we won't take you seriously. And the Bengals are the perfect example of that. The Bengals have never been the one seed. They've never had home field advantage. They've never at any point in time been the team that everybody's pointing to and saying, that's the best team in football. That's the team that's going to win the Super Bowl. But they, for two consecutive years, have been peaking entering the postseason. And they do kind of feel like the boogeyman in a way that the Bills never have. 